Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit will help us to see Jesus as we turn to your precious word. The disciple that Jesus loved wrote these words. The next day, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So please join me on a journey to listen to the Dunblane Bells. For many of us, the sounds of childhood was the, song, was the sound of the school bell. And church bells still sound to invite some people to come to worship. In Dunblane Cathedral is a bell with this inscription. I was founded in Edinburgh in 1612 by the care of William Blakewood and stayed so till 1657 when I was broken by the unskillful handling of some men. But by the care and expense of Henry Blakewood, the son of William, I am founded again at Bremen in 1660. These words are a chronicle of creation. They are a picture of history. They are my story. And I hope they're yours too today. The Bell's first chapter was when it was founded by the care of William. And we go right back to the beginning of our Bible to hear that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And our creator, God, was so pleased with the beauty of his handiwork. How does the Holy Spirit sum up the stunning sight? We hear again and again that God saw that it was good, creating mankind in his own image, the crown of all God's creative acts, the perfection of paradise on earth, God is delighted with his work, creating humankind after his own image. The par first parents that he could love and be loved by, and with whom he could share the goodness and gladness of the world he had made. And finally, we hear, God looked upon all he had made, and it was very good. That was the time when the morning stars sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy. A time when heaven's joy bells rang, a new history had begun and every prospect for the future seemed good. But something went wrong. The second chapter of the inscription reads, I was broken by unskillful handling of some men. Humankind spoilt God's perfect creation. Shame for mankind, sorrow for God. Mankind's unskillful handling of himself marred the perfection of God's plan. And we read these tender words the lord was grieved he had made mankind on earth and his heart was filled with pain men and women thought they knew best as many do today they chose their way not god's way and sin entered the world and death by sin paradise was lost we follow their example we inherit their legacy we have lost the blessings that god's paradise provided but we know that is not the end of the story. We follow the story of the bell to the third chapter, when by the care and expense of Henry Blakewood, the son of William, I am founded again, restored by the sun. At Christmas, we were hearing God's bell of joy ringing out, and we heard the good news of great joy, which were for all the people, because the one who was born that day was a saviour, who is Christ the Lord. So why did Jesus come on that long, long journey from heaven to earth? Not for those who thought they were righteous or outwardly religious. 
He came to seek and save a broken world, a lost mankind. And John the Baptist pointed to the only answer to all our problems as he began this earthly ministry. And he said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The mission of Jesus was the message of the first Good Friday. Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem, to walk that way of the cross, the path of suffering. Why should this be the fate of God's own son? Because there is only one way to remove sin. Only one way to put right all the wrongs we've done. Only one who is good enough to pay the price of sin. And we see the amazing sacrifice of that sinless son of God, the lamb of God at the cross. Christ loved us. What did it look like? He gave himself up for us. How did it look to God? It was a fragrant offering. It was a perfect sacrifice. Why did that disciple that Jesus loved write the good news? So that we may believe that Jesus is the anointed one, the son of God. But it goes further than that. That by believing, we might have life in his name. Life in all its fullness. We know that to those who trust in Jesus, God brings that wonderful forgiveness, all forgiven, and a new life that belongs to a new age. This is the only way that human lives can ever be remade and human nature can be renewed. And the cross is a place where everyone must start, as Christian did in Pilgrim's Progress. God's grace is free, but it's not cheap. Restoring mankind cost Christ his life. It was the final sacrifice of the Lamb of God who is worthy. And Easter Sunday set that seal on God's work. The Lamb of God gave his all to finish that work of salvation. And we rejoice as Jesus rises triumphant from the grave. He destroyed the power of death from the inside. Christ came as a champion of God to conquer all those forces that trouble the whole of mankind, sin and death and the devil. And the all-conquering Christ has ascended to heaven and is now the Lamb of God, worshipped by the innumerable heavenly host at the very centre of God's throne, to the glory of God the Father. And we, if we listen hard enough, maybe we can hear the acclaim of those angels. Worthy is the Lamb. So what's our response to Jesus today? To the one who died once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring us to God. At the Royal Mint every year, the old returned coins are restored into new use. How does it happen? They're brought under pressure of powerful jets of water. The jets of water wash away the dirt and they leave the coins sparkling clean. The image of the sovereign has been restored by the cleansing. And it's only as we approach the cross of Christ by faith that our consciences can be cleansed by his precious blood and the image of God can be restored in our lives. The village school my children attended has a bell above the roof. It's still there. Once it rang out regularly, now it's disused. I've never heard it ringing. A believer's life should be sounding out with joy, not only at Christmas and Easter, but at every moment of every day. And even as we suffer or struggle with all that COVID can bring, we need the help of the Holy Spirit so that we, like Nehemiah, 
we'll find that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we have a wonderful knowledge of the future. Finally, we will take our place in that new Jerusalem, paradise restored, where the river of life flows from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Final victory, final rest, final joy that knows no ending as we see our Saviour's blessed face, which shines like the sun in all its radiance, joy unspeakable forever. There's only one way to finish this. Hallelujah. Amen.